Hello everyone, my name is Edgar Guzman and welcome to Young People Ask. I'm here with... Hi, Byron. And we're here to ask the question today, why ashes? Uh, obviously a very important question as we are in the season of Lent. And, and what a remarkable way to start the season. I, I've always thought of it as an obvious and public way as ashes on our forehead, although this year looks a little bit different. Yes. But that's not the only question we'll be asking why to. We're asking also why we are here, Father Byron and myself, why we're doing this podcast, why right now, and why are we just answering your questions? And why not? <laughs> yeah, there you go. And that's the end of the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Why yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hey, it will make it very easier. You know, so thank you. And please, you are part of this. And whenever you feel like you have a question about our Catholic faith, just don't hesitate to... Um, send that question to us. And there's like so many ways to do it. The point of this is like just to walk together through faith, grow together, learn together, and um, find all those things that make our Catholic faith fascinating and a beautiful, beautiful um, contact, you know, uh, instrument of connection with our loving God. And we'll start off, obviously, some of you may not know who we are. So who are we, Father Byron and myself? We are part of the Young Adult Ministries team, as well as Father Paul Keller. Uh, Father Byron will go a little bit more about their order and the Claritian order, which is awesome, by the way. Ooh. So I am Edgar Guzman, Campus Ministry Director and Young Adult Coordinator here at the Newman Center in the Diocese of Fresno. And if you are not familiar with the Diocese of Fresno, that is located in the Central Valley in California. It's pretty much the place where you don't visit when people come and tour <laughs> California, right? But that's okay because we give you your fruits and vegetables. We, we, exactly. And the wine. And wine, too, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Shout out to our ag workers and ag families yes. out there. And our students, too. Our ag students. Our ag students, too. Yeah, yeah. we have quite a bit of in our yeah. community here. So we are here as a Young Adult Ministries team. If you're not familiar with the Newman Center, briefly, Newman Centers are here to dedicate their services mainly to students, students at any university. Mm -hmm. We're very unique because not only are we serving students in four different campuses, but we are also serving young adults and young professionals. You know, you might find yourself not quite fitting into your parish because you don't know what ministry to belong to, or you might feel out of place, or you're the youngest person in church yep. by like 40 years. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, and, you know, and they just want you to do everything. Or sometimes, you know, you just feel like, hey, you know, the preaching is not directed to me, you know, or like I can't find anything in which I can really be myself and share my gifts. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? That's what Newman Centers are. Yes. They're, they're think tanks for young people. They're able to walk with other young people in their faith. And that's what we're looking to do. That's what, what community we're building here. We are the only Newman Center in the Diocese of Fresno. We are not the only Newman Club, though. UC Merced has a Newman Club. And uh, CSU Bakersfield also has Newman Clubs out there. Shout out to you guys. Hope you guys are doing well. Ooh. So if you've never heard of Newman Centers or if there's a Newman Center nearby you never want to go visit, it is for you. We do everything to serve you. And if you're in the Fresno Clovis area and you've never been to the Newman Center here in Fresno, come by. Send us an email. Call us. Let us know because we have resources galore to help you guys out in anything that you can think of. Exactly, you know, and even if you want to just come and chill, you know, we have like a cool student lounge here with couches and video games and study uh, rooms and uh, snacks, of course. And even like if you are moving, you know, you're moving a lot because of school. We also have some things here, you know, that you can use like uh, uh, utensils and furniture. And the point is, again, you know, to remind you that being Catholic, as our name says, you know, is a universal act of being a community that you are not walking alone 
on this um, uh, life and is your faith that there are people your age there are people who want to be with you and work with you and as edgar said like to serve you you know so that you can have like a more deeper and impactful and beautiful and life-giving experience with god of course currently right now disclaimer we because of the pandemic we do look a little bit different and we function uh, a lot differently right now but we can serve True. you nonetheless just call us email us get a hold of us somehow and uh, we'll make it work we'll in figure the something most out appropriate way possible um yes for sure we made we did we made a disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> legal and hr purposes yes um, so like i said my name is edgar guzman who am i why am i in this position uh, actually, this is the first, second time I come around and work for the Newman Center. Before this was about four years ago, five years ago now, and I worked as the media coordinator here at the Newman Center because I was a part of the community here. I've come through them uh, to know the Newman Center through campus ministry, and uh, thankfully I was able to to work for them. And I went away for two years to work in ag, actually, and I came back uh, about two years ago now. Yeah, two years in this current position, uh, and I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I'm currently studying at Fordham University, so I am also a student right now. I'm getting my master's mm-hmm. in uh, religious education, youth and young adult ministries. So it's pretty darn practical right now in what I'm doing. So I, I love it. It I'm fits glad. you. Yeah. Suits you. <laughs> it, it, it's, I mean, it's, everything I'm learning is applicable to what we're doing yeah. here. right? So it's a hands-on experience, and it's very beautiful to learn. And if you've spoken to me any time during the program, I am a very busy but I love talking about what I'm learning. And so if you want to know more or you're thinking about going to a master's program, let me know and we can talk about it. And I can tell you not just the horror stories, but all the beautiful stories too. Yes. <laughs> Which really outnumber the horror stories. Yes, yes, that's very <laughs> But it, it wouldn't be life and it wouldn't be normal just not to have like those horror stories because sometimes those can be like blessings in disguise. Those are blessings in disguise that make us like, I guess, be better or, or grow into something well, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Father Paul, or the other team member, and mm-hmm. who will also be joining us uh, occasionally in our podcast, has always said, we do not learn from the good times. We learn True. mainly from the bad times, right? True. And those yeah. are the little bumps in the road. Yes. Right? And so, yeah, obviously, I, I'm thankful for them. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's the current my situation where I find myself in life. It's wonderful. I thank God that I'm able to, to, to serve in this role. Father Byron, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, your Claritian order and, and your sure. background. Sure. Thank you, Edgar. And uh, thank you, everybody, for, you know, staying with us this long already. It's been six minutes. And we thank you for that. <laughs> you are awesome. And we owe you a lot. So uh, a little bit about me. I am Father Byron. I am a Claritian missionary. Claritian missionary is the name of the community that I belong to. We are a religious community, just like the Franciscans, like the Jesuits. And uh, our mission of our, what we do, you know, is to evangelize and preach using all means possible, all ways possible in which and through which we can um, talk about God's love for each one of you, for each one of us. And um, I've been a religious, a Christian religious for the past 11 years, and I've been ordained like about three years ago, and uh, I just moved here to Fresno. So all the good things that um, Edgar was saying about the fruits, you know, and about um, the nice restaurants and the wines and even the beautiful sightseeing if you go to certain places, you know, and uh, uh, it's true. And uh, you have, a, and also, if you ever happen to be around this area, just give us a call. Uh, we'll show you mm-hmm. around, yeah. even if it's like uh, online. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and uh, I am helping Edgar here in the campus ministry, and I'm very happy and willing to um, do what I feel I've been called to do. Just walk with you, work for you, and uh, accompany you as we together um, celebrate our faith, celebrate God in our lives, and celebrate who we are 
as children of God. So Edgar, um, just um, um, talking about ashes, you know, and talking about things, how, how old were you? What's your earliest recollection of Ash Wednesday or like uh, uh, being like having putting ashes on, on your forehead? You know, I'm a, I'm a cradle Catholic, uh -huh. you know, so I, I have a lot of memories of Ash Wednesday. Um, I was like, obviously excited for Ash Wednesday because it was a public sign and I like to play with ashes. And I was a, a monaguillo, uh, an altar server, pretty, pretty young. And so I always loved helping in these special liturgies. Um, and I, I think I think I was probably eight or nine years old where it took on a different meaning uh, mm -hmm. because in Porterville, where I'm originally from, hi, Porterville, um, okay. we, we started celebrating Ash Wednesday Mass in the city auditorium because wow. just thousands of people would show up, mm -hmm. thousands. And I would serve, I'd be a server at those liturgies and just seeing the crowd, seeing them respond together, seeing them come for this. Uh, obviously, we'd love to see that crowd when every Sunday, right? Uh, but it made me think, why? What's happening here? And, and so that's when a lot of my questions started growing was, was then. Uh, and, but seeing everybody receive those ashes, and I was like, now we're all going out into mm -hmm. Porterville or out into the world, mm -hmm. and people know where we're coming from. People know what we belong to, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and little like you know, as the years come, I would grow a little bit more and more. It definitely wasn't, you know, a divine intervention or a divine revelation right then and there. Uh, but it, you know, it grew slowly, slowly, slowly. Um, but I, I think what's different was I started asking whys. You know, the questions why, right? Yeah, why why, why are the people here? Why are we receiving this? What what are people going to think when we go out there? You know, and so I mean, again, it didn't happen all one year. You know, it, it, uh, throughout the years, throughout high school, junior high. I started asking these questions, not that I sought the answers right away, but these questions sat with me. And I was like, oh, you know what? I always had this question. I never bothered looking up the question you know, or, or talking about it to anybody. And exactly. so it slowly started growing like that. Exactly. And, and that's what basically why we are here, because there are so many things about uh, our faith that, you know, when we really look into them and, um, you know, try to um, uh, take a good look at them, we can find the beauty, you know, and the reason why, you know, and, and that's really, really the point of this. And hopefully that will help us get another insight into God's plan for all of us. So, yeah, you know, uh, it's interesting that you, uh, uh, Edgar was talking about like growing up, you know, just having that visible sign, that visible sign that not only um, tell other people that, hey, you know, there is something particular about these days. I have ashes on my forehead. But actually, you know, uh, I think it, it's a beautiful statement that we can make to the world. Hey, you know, we live in a world in which, you know, we're surrounded by um, so many, you know, um, quote unquote values that tell you, you know, that it's all about you, that we can get whatever we want, that, you know, that, um, that we don't need anything else. But then when we get these reminders, these ashes, you know, on people's foreheads, uh, it really kind of makes us stop and wonder, you know, why? But why ashes? Why? I mean, couldn't the, the church maybe um, figure another way to do like a repentant putting like a kind of a scarlet leather or kind of something? <laughs> you know, that would be a good question. And I don't know if you ever wondered, you know, if why ashes? And I think the answer we can find it um, is as old actually as civilization itself. And um, I think if we go to the Old Testament to, you know, one, you know, some of the oldest books ever written, you know, in the Old Testament, we're talking about like 8,000, 10,000 years before Christ, we find beautiful illustrations and uh, narrations that tell 
you know, that people were already using ashes to show repentance. And uh, we can see, I mean, Edgar and I, you know, we're talking about this. And uh, we can see many books in the Old Testament, such as um, the book of Job, the book of Daniel, the book of Nehemiah. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we can see how these important events, you know, when people have like the most, um, the deepest conversions in life, they tend to be preceded by ashes. And if we look at the civilizations in the old days, there was always that sense of religion and especially the people of Israel, you know, they were, since they were not only adopted, but actually claimed as children by God and for God, they knew already, you know, that they had to have visible um, ways to deal with God's love. What do I want to say with this? It's like we are human beings, and as human beings, we're prone to mess up, you know, and it's okay. It's normal. Actually, it is expected. Otherwise, we wouldn't exist. Otherwise, we would we would be rocks. <laughs> we would be like angels. Who knows, you know? But since God gave us that beautiful, beautiful gift of freedom, there are times in which we will not make the best choices and maybe choose um, something that can really damage us or damage the ones that we have around us. Yet, you know, and I think it's spelled throughout the whole Bible, what God is always looking for is a um, real heart, a heart who can look back and says, you know what? I messed up. You know what? I am sorry. And as a society, you know, as a collective society, as a, as a, a religious body, you know, uh, it emerged, you know, and, and it took place from the beginning of history when people were trying to find a physical sign to um, express their repentance. They took something that is one of the most dirtiest things that we could ever find. Mm -hmm. Where do ashes come from in the Old Testament in, in, in the beginning of, you know, civilizations? It is basically burnt um, wood, things that they used to cook, things that they used to maybe clean, you know, something that was very dirty. So, you know, in, in, throughout history, we don't want to put like, we don't want to take our broom and just put it on our head. Yeah. We just want to get, you know, maybe that rag that we clean everything, you know, or like the dog's, um, um, the dog's blanket and just put it around us, you know? And, and really quick, uh -huh. I, I think now that you're saying that, ashes was so common. Everybody yes, had ashes. exactly, it, accessible. It was, it was so uh -huh. accessible. Uh -huh. Like many, like what happens today, we take things for granted because it is so accessible to us. It mm -hmm. is, we don't even think about it. Ashes, which has come from the fires, from their homes, yes. as nomads, you know? Exactly. They, it was everywhere. Everybody had access to them. And so they didn't think much exactly. of the ashes. Yeah. Oh, and, and you have to be like pretty serious about trying to mend your ways so that you can do like such a public and in a way kind of humiliate, humiliating um, gesture as to place ashes on your head as a sign of repentance. I always think of the town, you know, the city of Nineveh. You know, Nineveh was like a very sinful city. Very simple city, you know, and it's God who wants to give them a chance. Give them a chance. I mean, he could have just gone and basically destroyed the city, mm -hmm. right? But he says, like, you know what? Let's see. Thank you, next. Exa exactly, <laughs> right. It's like I can create another Nineveh, you know, or another kind of Las Vegas of that time, you know, yeah. and even worse. And uh, he chooses Jonah, and Jonah goes around walking through the whole town for three days because that's how big the city was. 
saying like, hey, change your ways, repent. And people accept that message, you know? And then what is the first thing that they do? They take the ashes, you know, and as a public gesture of repentance, and then just place them on, you know, uh, uh, on their heads. There was know? ashes and sackcloth. And sackcloth right? So it's a well. lot more public. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And so I, I, I think... Sometimes I, I look at what we're doing. I'm like, gosh, we're so like in your face about it. Or some people yes. have even said that too, right? Exactly. Uh, but compared to what they did back then, it's not at all. True, true. <laughs> yeah. Think about the early church, you know, like uh, um, uh, I think in the fourth, fifth centuries, you know, it's like, I think you have to stand on top of a church tower and say, hey, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. We gotta, yeah, know? we confess publicly in hey, front of people. confess publicly, yeah. Thank yeah. God we do not do that anymore. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I will be the first one to like be like chickening out. Jeez, <laughs> Although that would probably get a lot of people come to church to hear all the drama. And oh, yes. Cheese from people. Exactly. Yeah, we have something to talk about, you know, for next week. Yeah, are you bored? Yeah, let's go to church and hear people confess their <laughs> yeah, sins. Yeah. Out loud. Let's, let's see what, let's see what, you know, so-and-so did this time. Huh? Yeah, I'm glad that the ways have changed. Yeah. Uh, but now, yeah, ashes. How, how interesting. How how common, how not, how we don't even think about it. And, and that's, that's the significance of it, right? Exactly. I, I, think, I think of that ashes again, something that people do not think about really or, mm. or disposable. But and that's what we are, right? Well, when people do it, when, mm. when the people put ashes on you, they say, uh, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Mm. Right? Exactly. That, that's always really hit me hard. And that's one of, I think, my favorite um, I don't know what it's called, the saying, when they put the ashes on there. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. one of uh, the, the sayings or the, the prayers. The prayers, yeah. yeah. Uh, it always hit me because I was like, yeah, we're, we're dust. Think about that. Mm-hmm. The dust. Where, where are you right now where you can probably see dust or you can clean it up, but you don't pay attention to it or you don't really mind it or maybe you do mind it and you're a clean freak, which I, I think I might be too. Uh, but you see dust and you're like, whatever. And it says, you know, remember that you are dust. Mm-hmm. And to dust you shall return. Exactly. And that, it's very humbling. I think that humbles people. And, uh, you know, when we are humbled by something, you know, um, then there is room for growth. Then there is room for grace. The opposite of being of humility is pride. And pride, you know, we were saying it last night when we had, like, you know, the the meeting with the the, the college students. Uh, Pride is... um, I think it's the devil's favorite, you know, sin because pride makes us um, be just centered on ourselves. So, you know, ashes, this beautiful um, practice that has been, you know, being like done through millennials, you know, and uh, through thousands of years, we still have that now. And what we do it again, the why the ashes, you know, it's precisely all these things among many other things that we have talked about today. It is a sign that, you know, when there is repentance, it means that we have taken a good look at ourselves. And when we do that, there is the inevitable happens. There is change, there is grace, there is growth. And that is, I think, those are the things that God wants to give us. And that's very wise of the church to choose this moment to think about those things. And you know what? Those things are not just during Lent, right? Oh, no. It is throughout our lives, through all seasons, all the time. You know, we we hope that we were able to shine a little bit light or give you a little bit more knowledge of of Ash Wednesday, significant of ashes. You know, we we hope that this podcast, the reason why we're doing this, similar to Job, right? Although we're not going through Las Vegas for three days and and telling people (laughs) to repent, right? But Job was an instrument of God, right? And, and, And we see that our task here at the Newman Center is to always bring the word of God to you. Yes. Pope Francis always says we must meet them where they're at. 
And so that's what we're doing, right? Like God sending Job to Nineveh, right? He sent um, yeah. he sent them Jonah. where they were at. Jo- yeah, Job. Jonah. 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 There you go. Uh, uh-huh. Sending Jonah to Nineveh, mm-hmm. right? He met them where they were at. Just like us. That's, that's a, why we're using that's podcasts. Point. That's why we're using, you know, any websites. That's yes. why the church is, needs to move along, right? Yeah. When 2005, I believe, is when Benedict was uh, hit the first tweet, right? Yeah. And then Twitter, right? That's the church meeting people where they are at. That's why we are doing this right now in this form podcast. And especially now in the time that we find ourselves, we, we know that you are, you know, fatigued from... Uh, Zoom fatigue is a real thing, right? Video yeah. conferencing fatigue, fatigue is, is a real thing. We definitely are on there too quite a bit and and we get tired of that uh so we're hoping that this medium can be something different uh, a break in your regular routine something that stands out to you that you can schedule in hopefully and 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 find a a a place or a time to reflect a little bit more on your faith and we can walk together we can walk together Uh, we are not just walking with you you're also walking with us believe it or not amen we're going through this faith journey together Mm -hmm. just because we work for the church doesn't mean we got it all figured out Right, we yep. we're, we're learning together. Uh, thank God we have the time, though. Yes. We have the time to dedicate a little bit more yes. to, to to walk with you. And so, really, that's what we're doing. And and Father Byron really was uh, uh, behind the podcast um, content of taking questions. You know, uh, in in our young adult community here, it's it's been comfortable enough to where people begin to ask questions to each other and and to one another. Father Byron and myself and Father Paul, uh, and and we saw how hungry young people are of their faith. And the best way to do that is you tell us what you need to know. Mm, yep. Right? And and besides, Father Byron and I are, are really busy. And so if you just give us what what we need to talk about, that's fantastic too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, so we can actually, you know, just refresh our and just dust those, those books, right? Right, right. Yeah, and look up the catechism and look up the apologetics and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, so we'll we just get... go to Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. Father Paul the other day called it, yeah, look up on St. Google. St. Google, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what would we do without it? No, but again, you know, whatever question you have, whatever um, um, thing that, you know, that we um that you might grow like deeper into you know just um give it to us and hopefully if we don't find like a whole answer at least we can dig into it together mm-hmm. that is the point of this Amen. yeah so we hopefully hopefully you enjoyed it and uh, have listened to it though so far uh, we give you thanks that you're here part walking with us uh, discovering this new journey with us this new adventure we hope that this is uh, something that could spiritually feed you And and maybe at sometimes be entertaining. Yes, <laughs> we try to get a joke now and then. And now what you can do now is like um, enjoy your Lent, really live it out because there is a reason why it happens. And think about, especially on Ash Wednesdays, for the rest of your life, think about what they mean and what they can give to you. After all, all this, you know, is for you. As Edgar said, you know, God is always willing and wanting and dying for just to meet us where we are. That's how awesome our God is. Amen. Thank you so much. Hopefully we'll we'll talk to you and for some of you, we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye.